Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. These are the Anime Minutes. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Danny Gutierrez. What's going on, Sean? How are you? I'm fine. Nothing, nothing to complain about. Hey, we got a we got a great card last week in the UFC. We got a, we do. We got a hopefully a good card coming up. Super Bowl weekend was fun. It was a lot of good fights leading up to Super Bowl weekend. It, so it was exciting. And, and exciting. as a, and as a Patriot fan, it was a fantastic end. That was to a really the good game. I'm not a football fan, but that was a very good game. If you only watched the second half, yeah, <laughs> the first half wasn't that fun. Um, but yeah, hopefully we get a good UFC pay per view this weekend uh, as UFC 208 is happening. The first ever women's featherweight championship uh, fight is happening. It's about time. It's about time. It's about but time they've introduced 145 pound division. There I should felt- be a flyweight. I've, they, there should be a flyweight they, they, division kind of, first. They, they've kind of played with it a little bit with JoJo Calderwood and, uh, when she fought uh, Valerie. Letourneau. Do, yeah, Letourneau. Um I was at 125 pounds, and but I, they, should, they haven't they haven't really established another fight at that weight class, which I wish that they would. There should be a, there should be a 125 over a 145 because you, you could have a lot more 125ers than 145. There's 115. There's 115, but there's Straw no weights. in between for the 115 and 135ers. <laughs> that is a big jump. I would imagine. I, I, I mean, it, Jessica Andrade. Yeah, Jessica Andrade cuts a lot of weight I mean, she, to get to 115. I'm just saying. And she looks huge. She when she fought Angela Hill. Well, that's probably she huge next to Angela she Hill. She looks like the next Vitor. <laughs> she looks like she's on TRT. Uh, but I'm hopefully not, not. hopefully not because I love Andrade. She's fantastic to watch. But uh, UFC 208 uh, last week was a terrible, terrible. Terrible week of picking for me. <laughs> I got two fights right where I picked Andrade and I picked Tisha Torres. Other than that, Danny's, on the fights that we agreed on, <laughs> Danny smoked me. Danny completely smoked. Me. I think you got one wrong, and that was the uh, Alexa Grasso fight. Where yeah, we both, we both picked, got that one wrong. Yeah, we but both. Felice Herrig fought her hard out. That was a very good. Hey, fight. and I at least I backed up Felice Herrig. You did. I you did. did. I gave bit. her credit, and and I also gave Volcan Ozdemir credit too. But I said. Just because you're forcing me to pick OSP, I was forcing OSP. your hand. I was twisting your arm in a Kimura. Is I'm not doing. It? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> you're not getting any free ones. So we're gonna go to the main <laughs> card of UFC 208. I'm not too excited for this card. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna be buying this card. I think I'm gonna save my money for UFC 209. I think it'll be a good card. I think it's a very underrated card. Should be some explosive fights. I think this might be one where the fights end up well. But I don't think there's anything like not super... enough star power, not enough, not enough names to pull in the eyes. You think it's star power? I just don't think the fights are that exciting. Like. I don't think there should be a featherweight division right now. I don't think this is this is a, a, an important fight, the Home versus uh, Durandame fight. I don't think it's going to be an important fight because yes, if Holly Holm wins it, then she's the first ever woman to hold belts in two divisions. But I mean, the division doesn't even make sense. The, the featherweight division doesn't make sense. Anderson's fighting, and it's going to be huge if Anderson comes back. But then it might be super depressing if Derek Brunson knocks him out. Right. Uh, the middleweight fights. Jacare is just getting a pretty much a warm up fight against Tim Bosch. Do you uh, think it's the opposite? What do you mean? You think Ronaldo's getting the warm up fight against uh, Tim Bosch? Yeah, because how is that? How is Tim Bosch getting a warm up fight? No, no, no. I'm saying is Tim Bosch the warm up fight for Jacare? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm saying okay. Jacare is okay. getting a warm up fight. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and Glover's getting a warm up fight too. I mean, Glover's a top five lightweight, but he's been getting knocked he's out. He's taking this fight very seriously. I read he is taking this fight I bet, very seriously. Well, I bet Jacare's taking the Tim Bosch fight. Seriously, as well, too. I mean, right. they're both gamers, but the thing is that they're way better than the, the, the guys they're facing. <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know that yet. Anything, I think we know any, that. Anything can happen on any given night. Yeah, but I we think... know that they're good at very specific skill sets. So you look at Ronaldo Jacare Souza against Tim Bosch, who's a wrestler. We'll get to Ronaldo it. Right, Souza, right, cool, who's... cool. 
Cool, cool. We'll get to the fight card. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the fights when we get there. Right? I'm just talking about the fight card. We're just going through a little preview. Let's just jump in because you're so the eager, preview, Danny. the preview of the preview. Yeah, well, you're you're so eager to talk about this. It's like oh, of your, course, it's like your it's like your job or something. Uh, <laughs> it's let's the best get, job in the world here. We're doing uh we're doing the main card uh only because uh, the, the prelims. It's mainly guys that are well named like Ryan Lafleur, Felipe Nover, Ian McCall, Nick Lenz, uh, Wilson Hayes, Bilal Muhammad. But they're facing guys that are very low-named or making their UFC debuts. So we don't know enough about them. Well, we don't know. Not we don't know enough about them, but. There's not enough footage out there for us to for us to break it down. They're not that much of a, yeah, They're not that much of exciting fights. So we'll go to the main card because we know all the guys in the main card. So we'll go to the lightweight fight. The first f- fight on the main card, Dustin Poirier versus Jim back. Miller. I hope he comes back because I mean he was on that run since coming to lightweight. He was on that run. He's coming back after a devastating knockout to Michael Johnson, and Jim Miller's been on a little bit of a tear himself. He's coming mm-hmm. back little by little, but well, Jim Miller's coming back. Yeah, and Jim Miller did get a, a a win over Joe Lozon, where I mean it seemed like Lozon won that fight. That and, was a wild fight, though. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, in Vancouver. And, yeah, and then he he beat Tiago Alves, which that one was a, a complete just he he beat Tiago Alves. So Dustin Poirier versus Dominated. Jim Miller. Who do you like in this fight? I do really like Dustin Poirier because of the fact that not only does he have heavy hands, he's got very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu, very underrated Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He loves his chokes. Jim Miller, Jim Miller, in my opinion, he's got some uh, pretty, he's got some pretty good striking too. He's got very good boxing. He's got technical Muay Thai. He's pretty uh, powerful in the clinch, especially up against the cage. Um, he loves putting you up against the cage to take you down. But when it comes to putting combinations together, he looks a little stale. Like he uh, before. When he was younger, he would actually like get off on these combinations very smoothly. He utilizes his angles and his boxing range very well. But now he's, ever since that knockout loss to Cowboy, it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a few years ago if you if you remember that yeah. devastating head, head kick knockout. Yeah, Jim Miller kind of hasn't been the same. He's try, he's been trying to find his bearings back in the lightweight division. So that's why I'm picking Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier's been a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, not competitive, but successful in his lightweight run. Different fight cards, same old stuff. Danny picking the guys that I want to pick. So I'm going to go <laughs> Dustin Poirier because I said to myself, I would rather be right than just go off of what Danny said. I'm going to so, go with Dustin Poirier this I'm, time I'm, around. I'm, I'm I going think with the, Dustin I think too. the diamond will be shining in this lightweight I, fight. The thing with Jim Miller is Jim Miller's a, a great fighter. He's and a he's, dog. He's a guy that his age doesn't matter. He's just going to go out there and give his heart out in, in the octagon. But the thing with, with Dustin Poirier is... A, he's one of the most motivated guys that I've ever seen. You see him after a win, he's fired up. You see him after a loss, and he's just crushed because, I mean, this is a guy that's motivated by his family, and you look at him, I mean, he's young, he's super athletic. I mean, in, in, in while I think there's five years difference between Miller and Poirier, you know, Poirier is on it doesn't his sound rise. Like a lot. It yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but in the fight game, that's it's huge. Yeah, and he's more of on his rise up the, the ladder. I mean, like, he's been in, in the UFC since... Uh, what was this 2011? But you haven't really seen him, you know, get to that level where he peaked. I think I think we still see more from Poirier, right? Uh, where I think we've seen all we've seen from. He's Jim developing Miller. still. He yeah. is developing. So I'm gonna go with Dustin Poirier. Uh, let's move on now to the light heavyweight fight. We got Glover Teixeira versus Jerry Jared Cannonier. 
Uh, we had to look that one up because I, I was gonna I was gonna go really French on that uh, <laughs> right. Cannonier one. Cannonier, uh, Cannonier. <laughs> but he's a, he's a big guy, uh, J- Jared Cannonier. Nine and one in uh, in mixed martial arts. He is two and one in the UFC. Do you like Glover? Or do you like the crazy upset uh, that Jared Cannonier could pull off? Um, you know what? Glover's coming off of a knockout loss to Anthony Rubble Johnson. Thirteen However, seconds. How, yeah, that was that was kind of hard to watch because because Glover Teixeira is one, is one of my favorite light heavyweights to watch. Um, that being said, um, Jared Jared Cunanier, he's got some heavy hands. He's got some pretty good wrestling. He's very strong. He actually made his UFC debut in the heavyweight division, and then he came down to light heavyweight, which is a better weight class for him, but mm. I don't think he's going to make a name against Glover Teixeira. I think Glover Teixeira is going to come back motivated. I think he's going to come back strong. I think he's going to come back with a little bit more striking. I think he's going to come back a little bit more disciplined as well. I think you're going to see a lot more wrestling from Glover Teixeira. It's going to be an interesting fight, but I think I think this is Glover's night to shine. Yeah, I think this is a complete tune-up fight for, for Glover because, I mean, after coming off a loss like that against Rumble, I mean, that was 13 seconds. That was a complete flash knockout but he knocked the lights out that of Glover Teixeira. I think he knocked a, a tooth out of his mouth, actually. I don't think it was too, uh, I think we. He, I think he, it was he debunked. Threw, he threw an uppercut. Yeah, I think then... it was de- debunked that it wasn't a tooth, but it was something that flew out of his crazy. mouth. I mean, it was ridiculous. We, just that, that crazy knockout uh, that Rumble had over Glover. I, I don't think Glover's done yet, too. I mean, you've seen Glover after the losses to John Jones and Phil Davis. I mean, he's losing to... High class quality opponents, guys who are going to be up there. Phil Davis and is they're currently all the high level wrestlers, except for Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah, and R- Rumble just caught him I right mean, in 13 seconds. I mean, J- John Jones, former U- UFC light he- heavyweight champion, probably the greatest fighter of all time, more than likely. Uh, Phil Davis, the current Bellator light heavy- heavyweight championship champion, and then Anthony Johnson, who's going to be fighting at UFC 210 against for DC. the light heavyweight title. So I mean, he's losing to. High quality guys, and then before that, his last loss was against Ed Herman back in like 2005 or something. So I think Glover's going to win this one easily. I just think this is a complete tune-up fight for for Glover, and I don't think it's going to be completely fair. I think Glover's just going to work him. I think it's going to be just a complete one-sided fight for Glover. Uh, so let's move on to another fight that I think is going to be completely one-sided, a middleweight fight: the Alligator Jacare Souza. Uh, taking on uh, Tim Bosch. Who do you like in this one? I really like Jacare Souza. Jacare Souza is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, a very high-level Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Actually competed against Damian Maia in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Did he uh, win? That was like that was back in like 2005, right? I think Damian Maia won, okay. or, or it was a draw. Which is crazy to think because Jacare is so big. Right. And, and, and Damian Maia is huge at, at 170. He's huge. But even like Damian Maia, like, I mean, Jacare is like built. Like, yeah, Jacare is He looks like, like an action huge. figure. He, yeah, looks, he looks like a toy. Damian Maia looks like the like a very scrawny just yeah, like just guy who like walked a, into just, the gym. He just looks like a guy down the street. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like a guy that just walked in the gym, but he's a complete killer. But anyways, right. uh, talk about Jacare more. Uh, Jacare, <laughs> so was like, like I said, he's got heavy hands. Um, he's got very good. He's uh, aggressive wrestling. He loves to utilize the cage to push you up against it and take you down and beat you up he loves his ground and pound as well as his re- as as well as his submissions excuse me yeah just look at that he, v- vitor yeah, fight i was I mean, just about to bring up vitor getting gotta beat bring up. It up oh man. man that from that mount position that was crazy but ronaldo ronaldo jacare souza is someone that you do not want on top of you or be on the ground with whether he's on the bottom or on top uh, Tim Bosch has got some very heavy hands. He's got very good wrestling, and he he's known as the comeback king. When he was getting beat up by Yushin Okami, he came back and won the fight. Mm-hmm. When he was getting beat up by Brad Tavares, he came back and won the fight. So Tim Bosch, Tim Bosch is known as the comeback king. He's got some very heavy hands. He's got a pretty decent jaw he likes to take a few shots, maybe a little bit one too many, and then he'll get knocked out. But you know, for 
against against someone like Ronaldo Jacare Souza, he's got to stay disciplined. He's got to use his footwork because he's actually deceptively quick for someone his size on his feet. Mm-hmm. He's got to use his angles, stay on the outside, and be smart, be economical about this fight. But that being said, I'm taking Ronaldo Jacare Souza. Tim Bosch is a great fighter in the UFC. I don't want to take that away from him, but Jacare is a top five level yeah. talent. I mean, ja- Jacare could be fighting for the. For the belt next, he but, should have. Well, I, I, in my opinion, he should have the ar- already. The argument is he, you know, Yoel just beat Weidman, and Yoel does have a win technically over Jacare, even though that was a highly close fight, and I believe uh, that was a very that closely was, contested and then, fight. But that was also the fight that uh, right before Yoel popped for. Uh, for some, it was a tainted supplement, I believe. I yeah. believe it was conferred, kind of like the situation with John Jones, where it was a tainted supplement. I think, I think the sample was tainted, but but also look at the right, look at, right, look, look at, at him. where you they could, come you from. Could, you, you could kind of look at Yoel and John Jones's agents. So I mean, tainted, <laughs> right? Tainted supplements, but yeah, I mean they're, they're very similar. So I mean, I think that you know, Jacare at how high level he is, and for the age he's at, he's going to be too motivated to not let this possible title shot slip out of his hands. He because won't I think let if, himself lose this time Because if I, I think he wins this fight, he's either going to have to face Rockhold again, or he's automatically going to fight the winner of Bisping and Romero. So was, Wasn't he originally supposed to fight Rockhold on this card, yeah, and then Rock, but Rockhold no, no, pulled out? No, they were supposed to fight in Australia, but Rockhold pulled out. Okay. So uh, that, that fight was supposed to happen, I think it was back in November. Um, but yeah, the Jack, uh, Rockhold pulled out. So I think if ja- Jacare wins this one, he could be facing the winner of uh, Bisping versus Romero. But it's remained to be seen what, what's actually going to happen. But right. I think Souza's just going to blow through Bosch because there's there's a good fighter and then there's a great fighter. And and Bosch is a good fighter. Ronaldo's on a whole nother level. Jacare is just on a whole completely other uh, other level. So we're both taking Jacare here. See, this is why I usually go against you because it's more <laughs> exciting. We're just like, yeah. Dustin Poirier is gonna win. Glover Teixeira well, is gonna win. This next middleweight Jacare's fight might be a little bit. Hopefully, might be a little bit different. We'll see. Hopefully, middleweight fight between Anderson Silva. I heard he's okay. I it, heard he's alright. You hear anything I heard good he's about one him? One of the best in the world oh, at at one point in time. I don't know about that. I think I think he's a young up and comer. We'll see <laughs> see what he can do in this big stage. Uh, and Anderson Silva taking on Derek Brunson. Who do you like in this fight? Oh man, Anderson the Spider Silva versus Derek Brunson. He's got a someone. Name? So, Derek Brunson. I'm not. I'd call no, I'm him saying Anderson Silva and Anderson the Spider Silva. Yes, yes, he does. Since when? Since forever. Oh, right. You've never noticed Anderson the Spider Silva? I've never heard of this guy oh, in my man. life. Who is he? You've never heard of Anderson Silva? Who's Anderson Silva? He's one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world, arguably at one point in time. He was on. He was one of the. Uh, he, was, he was the UFC's longest uh, reigning middleweight champion. That's it, no. That's Josh Koscheck. That's not. You're talking Tim. about Josh Ka- Koscheck. <laughs> what are you talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about. It's called a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson. Um, I really do like Anderson Silva in this fight, even though Derek Brunson's got that wrestling pedigree and he's got those heavy hands and he's just coming off of a loss. Anderson Silva hasn't hasn't put together a win or a winning streak since 2012, 2013. It's been a, it's been a while since Anderson. Silva's he's lost five straight fights. Well, he hasn't had a win since 2012 when he beat Stefan Bonner. Okay, 2012. Um, he did have a win pretty much over Nick Diaz, but that was overturned because of uh, both of this. them tested positive or failed their well, post fight drug tests. Silva tested for actual steroids. Diaz just smoked pot. 
Right. So that's no that's no news coming yeah. from the Diaz brothers. But, yeah. <laughs> Anderson hasn't had a win since Stefan Bonner and then he it's lost been, twice to Wyman. It's been a while for Anderson Silva. A while. But I really do love Anderson Silva and what he's done for the sport. You know, he's bo- he's broken records and he's sold out uh arenas and everybody just loves Anderson Silva. He Anderson Silva has this draw to him that whenever he's on the card you want to watch him fight. He's fought at light heavyweight and as I said, he's was the longtime middleweight champion in the UFC. Derek Brunson, as we said before, he's got some heavy hands. He's got some very good wrestling. But I think Anderson Silva's experience is just going to take over in this fight. Yeah, I hope I hope Anderson comes back, man. I mean, Anderson, we've seen the Matrix Anderson. We've seen the Vitor Anderson where he just kicks him straight in the face and just Vitor goes down. We've seen him just completely destroy Forrest Griffin, which is one of the best performances ever where he's just dodging punches he knows exactly what force him. is going to throw he was literally clowning him he had his hands down was moving mm-hmm. side to side and then just popped him and knocked him out in but the first you, round you even see recently too I mean the, the fight against Bisping he almost knocks out Bisping that with that flying fight. knee you see the Daniel Cormier fight where I mean Cormier was just dominating him on the ground but even in the third round he caught him he with a couple kicks he on the kicks. outside with kicks yeah he, he caught him with a couple kicks and he almost hurt DC so uh, well, he did hurt DC, but he almost like finished DC, and then you know before that you see the the obviously the the comeback against Chael, where Chael goes down on the ground and then just lets up that that triangle armbar. I mean, it, I want Anderson to come back so badly, and I think it's going to be this because you look at Derek Brunson's last fight, and it was against Robert Whitaker. He was constantly moving forward, and he wasn't you know putting up his hands. He was right. he was leading with his chin, right. and that's how Whitaker was able to take advantage there. You exactly. do that against Anderson Silva, a guy who is one of the best strikers. In no, the UFC, in UFC not. history, no, no. you're going to get destroyed. You're going to get absolutely destroyed. You're going to get lit up by Anderson Silva on the, on the outside. Laser, laser accurate strikes, some devastating Muay Thai, some unorthodox strikes as well. Anderson Silva is not afraid to throw some unorthodox. We call it the spinny stuff. So 360 wheel kicks, spinning back kicks, 360 spinning wheel kicks. Like it, Anderson Silva has a full arsenal of weaponry when it comes to mixed martial arts. Including when it comes to the ground, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt under the Nogueira brothers, and like you just brought up that Chael Sonnen submission. I mean, that's that's where that was from. You don't have to hype up Anderson. Everyone loves <laughs> Anderson, man. Twelve, what he, he, twelve straight title defenses. I mean, he has a highlight reel that matches nobody. I mean, nobody Anderson can match Silva it. Anderson Silva was the champion for years. Anderson Silva years, is dominant. Years. He even beat the Michael Jordan of grappling and Travis Luter. Yeah, he did. I don't know about that. I don't know about the Michael Jordan of <laughs> You never, <laughs> of you never heard that? Yes, I remember Mike Goldberg going, <laughs> Michael Jordan-esque is he. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. It's one of the best things between <laughs> Goldberg and Rogan. But Anderson Silva, I hope he wins. I'm going to pick him just because I want the, the Matrix Anderson Silva back. Well, let's move on now to the main event here. He the didn't f- pick Derek Brunson. You're supposed to pick Derek Brunson. What's going on Why here? was I supposed to pick Derek Brunson? So we could be different. Yeah, I said I'm not going to do that. I want to be right. <laughs> All right. All righty. Let's move on now to the first ever featherweight fight in UFC history for the women's division and it's going to be for the women's featherweight championship we got Holly Holm the former bantamweight champion of the world who beat uh, Ronda Rousey and she's taking on Jermaine Duranda May uh, a, a former uh, I believe she was a former kickboxer or she's a former Muay Thai champion Muay Thai, she's yes. undefeated an undefeated Muay Thai champion actually a multiple time Muay Thai champion so she's a very decorated kickboxer is Jermaine Duranda May mm-hmm. and her only loss in the UFC was to uh, current bantamweight champion uh, in Amanda Nunez so it's going to be an interesting fight between these two so Danny who are you picking to become the first ever female Featherweight champion in the UFC. Is it going to be Holly Holm or is it going to be Jermaine Durandame? 
Your host, Sean Anderson, is going to want to kick me after this, but I'm going to go out and say it. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to pick Jermaine Durandamy specifically because of the fact that she's 37-0 in kickboxing. She's a multiple-time Muay Thai champion. She's very long. She's very strong. She's fought uh, all... all and, and, all facets of the game. She's she's ever improving in her ground game. She's a very devastating striker. Um, Holly Holm. Holly Holm's a championship level boxer as well as a championship level mixed martial artist. So she's got the experience from mixed martial arts going in for her. Um, she she's also got some pretty good kickboxing and training at uh, Mike Winklejohn and uh, Craig Jackson. Thank you, Craig Jackson. I couldn't think of that. I was about to say <laughs> Craig like, Jackson and Mike Winklejohn training at their. You at, ever hear of Greg John? Right, like Craig Jackson. Right. I was gonna say Greg Johnson. It's, it's, it's great. Have you ever heard of Greg Johnson? No, I'm Greg kidding. Johnson. <laughs> um, Holly Holm training at uh, Jackson Winklejohn MMA. Um, I think they're gonna put together a pretty good game plan against Jermaine Duran and me. I actually wouldn't put it past Holly Holm to take this fight to the ground against Jermaine Duran and me. But I'm still picking the Iron Lady. I think the Iron Lady's going to be walking away with gold. I think she's going to knock out Holly Holm. See, and it's because of that. It's because of that Dutch style kickboxing. She's so devastating with that. You see a lot of Dutch strikers coming out. Uh, uh, Alistair Overeem's coming back. Jermaine Durandamy. She's just Gegard. Gegard Mousasi. Ernesto Hoost back in his day in the 1990s, a K1 kickboxing champion from the Netherlands. Uh, Peter Ertz, another Dutch kickboxer, a Muay Thai practitioner. So a lot of these Dutch guys who are very heavy kickboxers. Uh huh. A lot of the excuse me, a lot of these Dutch men and women, excuse me, are very devastating strikers and love love to strike. So I'm that's why I'm picking Jermaine Durandamy. I like how you've prefer. Well, how would you preface this, uh, preface picking Jermaine Durandamy? That um, my your host. What did you say? Oh yeah, you're gonna want to kick me. <laughs> why why pick. was it gonna want to kick you? Because I I would think that you'd want to pick Holly Holm. I would think that you would think that Holly. Because I know you. That's why. Because you 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 think I'm sure you think Holly Holm's just gonna blow right through Jermaine Duran to me. No, I was gonna pick Jermaine Duran. Were you really? <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God, we're gonna differ on one thing. I'm gonna pick Jer- Jermaine Duran. No, I'm Durand picking Jermaine here. I'm picking Miss Duran to me. I'm picking the Iron Lady. See, I'm not, not to take anything away from Holly Holm. I think Holly Holm's a great fighter, but I think I, I think Jermaine Duran to me striking is just on a whole different level. I, I think was... she puts a different kind of. I think she puts a different kind of power into her strikes. I think she's going to utilize her range very well. I don't think she's going to get into a brawl. I think she's going to remain very smart and calm against Holly Holm. And she's got five rounds to work. Yeah, I was going to pick Jermaine Durandame because watching Embedded, I'm like, oh, I'm really liking Jermaine Durandame. I haven't seen a lot she's of her. She's very motivated. Uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of her, but, I mean, she's super charismatic. She's super, like, funny. I'm like, all right, you she's know what? She's got good kicks, good straight punches. She's powerful in the clinch. Yeah, I was like, do you know what? I'm rooting for her. I, I, think, I think she could do well. And then uh, and then you pick her. So now I have to go with Holly Holm. Um, <laughs> you know, Holly Holm, I mean, in her past two fights, I mean, she almost won that Misha fight, but Misha took her into the fifth round and was able to choke her out. And that Valentino fight she was— She didn't tap. That was the moment where Holly Holm— did not tap. She mm-hmm. literally punched the air and went out cold. She went out on her shield. That's why I have so much respect for Holly Holm. Yeah, and I mean, even before that, I mean, she beat beat Raquel Pennington. She beat uh, Marina Renau. She obviously beat uh, Ronda Rousey. She beat Juliana Pena. So, I mean, I, just looking at it, I, I or Juliana Werner, I'm sorry. Uh, I saw Juliana. I'm like, Juliana Pena. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I just think that 
Jermaine has a lot going for her, but I'm going to go with Holly just because you picked Jermaine Durand uh, And I'm going to back it up by saying Holly Holm is going to be motivated to become the first ever women's to hold two belts in, in two weight classes. She has fought better opponents. I mean, Ronda Rousey, uh, Raquel Pennington, Misha Tate, Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, all of these people have been to the mountaintop. Well, not Raquel Pennington, but you know, Ronda Rousey, former champ, Misha Tate, former champ, Valentina, most likely going to be the next, uh, next in line to fight for the belt. So I think Holly Holm has fought much more high level of opponents where Jermaine Durandame has fought, I mean, Amanda Nunez, and that's really it. I mean, she hasn't fought anyone else who is you know, at that top level. So looking at it, I'm going to go with Holly Holm because, you know, you bring up the the, the former uh, 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 Muay Thai uh, kickboxing mm-hmm. uh, background of uh, Jermaine Durandame, but you also got to bring in Holly's boxing. I mean, Holly is, was a world-class boxer. She was 33, 2 and 3 in, in her boxing career. She was 2 and 1 in kickboxing. So You're right. I I just I'm going to go with Holly Holm because she also has been there before. She's been in a 5-round fight before. She's been in a championship fight before. She's been into those deep waters. She's good, was into those deep waters twice with Valentina Shevchenko and Misha Tate. She lost both those times, but I still think that Holly can get it done because I was on the fence, but I was I was picking Jermaine because I was like, yeah, I, I like her on embedded, so I'll go with that. I feel as if if, if if Holly takes this fight to the ground, she's going to completely dominate this fight. I feel like Holly Holm training with Jackson Wicklejohn MMA is, is is she's got knowledge on the ground that Jermaine Durandamy maybe doesn't have, maybe maybe training that they don't get over there in the Netherlands. So, mm-hmm. but we're going to see. Well, I think this is this is going to be a good fight for one reason, one reason only is because we don't know what's going to happen. Because right. usually we can say, all right, Jacare is going to take him down, he's going to beat him up. Anderson's going to try to strike him and outstrike him on the feet. Uh, Glover, I mean, he's going to try to just overpower him. But with this, we don't know. His jab cross to the body lead hook combination that he loves to yeah. use we really, all the time. We really haven't seen Jermaine take that next step as we know she can from her kickboxing background in UFC. We haven't seen her take that next level in in the MMA in, in MMA in the MMA in MMA in the MMA world <laughs> in, in MMA. So we haven't seen her take that next step. And Holly, I mean, she's been back and forth. I mean, was the Ronda knockout a fluke, or was it just Ronda just being too verbose with her thinking she can out? strike Holly home so it's going to be an interesting fight I'm going to go Holly though you're going Jermaine Duran to me hopefully the Buster Douglas curse has been lifted from Holly home hopefully but hopefully Jermaine Duran to me will emerge the UFC the first ever UFC featherweight women's champion we will have to see we're, we're that's the only fight we're differing on I'm picking Holly home you're picking Jermaine Durant Jermaine Duran to May try saying that 10 times Jermaine Duran to me Jermaine Duran yeah right. I all right, uh, we're, we're both picking Anderson Silva, we're both picking Jacare Souza, we're both picking Glover Teixeira, and we're both picking Dustin Poirier. So the really Dustin only the fight... Diamond Poirier. I know his Sean. nickname. You want me to say also Nick the Carnival Man Lentz or what, what's his name? Nickname Nick Nick Lentz has something with the Carnival. But uh, yeah. how about Uncle Creepy? Uncle Creepy too. Yeah, <laughs> good old Uncle Creepy Ian McCall making his uh, finally making his uh, return uh, back to uh, the UFC, and it's Nick the Carney Lentz. Uh, but yeah. Uh, those are the, we're only differing on one fight, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in UFC 208 happening on Saturday in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Danny, Don't I wanna, miss it. Danny, I want to thank you for joining me. Oh, thank uh, you. As always, and I want to thank everyone for listening out there. Thank you so much. We appreciate it so, so much. But I'm Sean for Danny. This has been the MMA Minutes, and we'll see you next time.